Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. your host as always and joining me this week we have colin greg and adam good evening chaps evening hi there hello how are we all how are you greg you went all the way to fleetwood yesterday it's made me ill quite a long trip uh, yeah 600 miles what time did you set off uh left my house at half five got in uh, in the morning got in at midnight <laughs> yeah where is fleetwood i couldn't even point to it on a map <laughs> it's about sure. 10 miles north of blackpool how are you colin you bought a house yet no, 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 no. Still, still looking. Still looking. No joy. All right, Adam, you still skiving at work? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mum's house, mum's house, still on the market, as far as my work, Colin. <laughs> well, it's getting more tempting by the day. Is this fair room, Adam? Is it? It is. Yeah. Oh, come on, Colin, move down the fair room. You'll love it. Okay. Your silence speaks volumes. <laughs> <laughs> Your silence I mean, speaks volumes. I mean, Colin, it's like fifty yards from a primary school, and I know you've. Two children, that's gift. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. The gift You're selling it to me. <laughs> All right, should we talk about some football? No. Why not? No? Yeah. yeah. Make a change. <laughs> yeah, it would, wouldn't it? All right, then, let's, uh, where should we start? Shall we start with yesterday's lunchtime kickoff in Hull nil Manchester City 2? Dzeko uh, and Silva with the goals. Uh, Vincent Company with a red card. I didn't see this game, but apparently he had a bit of a, a disagreement with the wall afterwards as well. I think he also made a lewd hand gesture, which might get him in some trouble. Oh, really? Who to? I don't know. I was watching the rugby. Uh, any idea what form of lewd hand gesture? Finger one or a, a, a hand one? I don't think that's important. I don't... <laughs> there must be a sliding scale of punishment for different hand gestures. Well, yeah. If you, if you do the, the one that Amelka did, it gets you in a lot of trouble. You end up... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It forces you to retire, it seems. You end up on job seekers. <laughs> Silver's goal was p- pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, lovely c- curling shot. And I think it was... Is this one of those Mark of Champions games? Down to 10 men. Ground out the result. Mm. Quite possibly. I, I think Hull really did throw a bit, quite a fair bit at him as well. But they, the City showed, a, without company, a bit of defensive... Stout, which they haven't previously. Does that leave Demichelis on his own at the back? You're not going to believe this, Ross. Apparently, he had a really good game. What? I don't believe you. <laughs> when did Company get sent off then? Because in like the 15th minute, really early on. Oh wow! They didn't make any subs then. They didn't bring Lescott until the 71st minute. No, because well, they had... what Lescott did the other night. Well, yeah, yeah true. <laughs> the best. They, but they had um, having Garcia was playing in midfield alongside Fernandinho, and he was. All oh, right. So he he just dropped Garcia back. Yeah. And then Yaya Torre came and played, and they played a they played four four one. Fair enough. Uh, I think it could be one of them games, like you said, our Mark Champions just ground out a win. Nothing really spectacular, but you've got to win these games, haven't you? Away down to ten men. Against teams you should be beating. Well, Man City do especially because mm. they've not got anything else going on anymore. <laughs> yeah, they've gone from what winning the quadruple in the space of a week to now having. Possibility of just finishing with the League Cup this season. Yeah, we'll see how happy Sam Azri is then. We <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't not mention Joe Hart. Altercation um, between uh, Boyd and Joe Hart. Mm. There's speculation as to whether Boyd spat at, at Joe Hart, but he, he basically made a, a ridiculous dive. Um, Joe Hart took umbrage at this. Um, it was a tough one for the the referee's call, but he called it correct. What, what was the outcome? Free kick to Manchester City. Oh, boy, it, it, for diving. He wasn't booked. Oh, really? Um, I don't think he was booked, actually. Um, but there was a melee afterwards, and Joe Hart looked like a man who wanted to, to rip his limbs off. <laughs> he, 
my, my admiration for the guy just grows and grows. Um, and he's, he's gently simmering now, just, just in time for the World Cup. Um, so he's going to be boiling by the time he gets to, uh, gets to Brazil. Probably quite literally. No, I think the humidity might stop that. I oh, think yeah. he'll, just be, he'll just be really, really warm. <laughs> but yeah, fair play to restrain himself if someone spits on you. It tends to create quite a reaction, doesn't it, in the world of football? As Adam said before the uh, podcast started, that that seems to be the worst thing you can do to another human in the world of football, is spit at them. It's not nice, break, but... Break their leg. Yeah. Not, not a problem. <laughs> or, no, sh- spit on them or refuse to shake their hand. <laughs> I, I think, to be fair, I mean, let, let's, let's not hide against this. Joe Hart did go in with a head, a la Pardew. Just okay, trying to push him away. Yeah. He uh, didn't make contact, though. Uh, Boyd got out of the way. But um, Joe Hart's come out, and I think he's, he's saved Boyd because he said he didn't spit at him. Um, and also, Joe Hart, I think, has been um, done a favour because he was given a, a yellow card in the melee oh, right. for, for his, for his behaviour. Uh, but that should pretty much guarantee that there's no retrospective action. Uh, from from the FA because the referee's seen it and dealt with it. Mm. Colin, do you think that those two those two things perhaps go hand in hand? Do you, do you wonder cynically? I'm thinking if if Joe Hart still thinks he might be in trouble, it might be being reviewed by the FA. Does he then come out and say no, he didn't spit on me? I didn't think of it like that, but now you've put it like that. If he <laughs> if he has thought that, then he's he's very clever. That's mm. what I say, Remy. Let's move on to Everton Cardiff. As I said, Everton left it incredibly late. Uh, Seamus Coleman with a, a miss-hit 90th minute winner. Is it possibly one of the best worst goals you're ever going to see? Yeah, Tom described it as the worst finish he's ever seen, which, being a fan of a League Two club, makes me wonder. But Yeah, I, I don't think... I think you're all just downplaying how good Seamus Coleman is. I think if Ronaldo did that, <laughs> it'd be the talk of the town. <laughs> Were you getting a bit worried, though, Adam, before? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Most definitely. Mm. Uh, Solskjaer described it as an, uh, an outstanding, phenomenal effort from his team. He said they, they deserved uh, three points and they should have got one, end up with none, as it happens. But that's what happens. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Well, you can see his point about the when it comes down to such fine margins of a massively scuffed shot mm. that loops into the into the top corner <laughs> in the 92nd minute or whatever whatever it was it's definitely an injury time then you can kind of see the point but I, def- I don't think that that he's right for saying that they deserve three points no I, th- I think they're, they're keeping them in the game yeah Marshall had an outstanding game but yeah it's a, well, it's a win in the day Cardiff are unlucky in defeat but that's it chalk it off onto the next one Swansea exactly this is what happens to clubs at the bottom of the table this time straight of the season the luck doesn't go your way unfortunately one thing that stood out for me is that Delafeu mm. scores for Everton doesn't he Adam and then I think it's about three or four minutes later he gets subbed yeah. for Aidan McGeady why was that I mean Delafeu wasn't on a card or anything I don't think I mean was there any reasoning behind that or um I just I think that he I think that if you look at the changes that Martinez makes regularly, they always involve his wide players. I just think he maybe he likes to keep sort of intensity there and if you're looking at he was looking at the timing of the game mm. and he just wanted to get them in. I think that you'll find that they very rarely as a group probably only Morales is probably the only one that probably plays ninety minutes more often than not. Well, yeah, he took Morales off at exactly the same time as Delefeo yesterday, but for for Naismith. So he basically just swapped two wingers for two wingers, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Let's move on, shall we? Fulham. They got a win in a football game. Unbelievable. Uh, De Jager with a winner for them against Newcastle, uh, managed for the day by uh, the John Carver, who looks to be the angriest man in the world. Look at his face. It seems strange that you'd put, yeah, like, that's that you go with shit. We've just been like we're in trouble because our manager's just headbutted someone. <laughs> Who should we put in place now? <laughs> An even angrier little man. Was John John Carver was Leeds boss, wasn't he, Colin? For two games, I think. Sounds about right. Yeah, I think we got battered four 0 by Bur- uh, Birmingham at the time. So 
probably in line for the job when Madama goes with the form of playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but good win for Fulham, though. It's their um, first league win since New Year's Day, which is extraordinary, really. Keeps the, the relegation fight really close. They're bottom with 24 points. I mean, West Ham are in 12th on 31. It's, it's a massive result. It's a massive result. It still gives them hope. Mm. Um, I... I hold my hands up in the last podcast last week. I had a, you know, a little bit of a dig at the fact that uh, McGatt had chosen Woodrow to to start up front, um, but he stuck with him, and you know they've, they've won this weekend. Mm. So, um, yeah, it 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 gives him a lifeline, doesn't it? Um, and you know they had less than forty percent of the possession as well, so. Fair play to Fulham. They 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 needed that. Yeah, big time. Uh, well, another manager then getting his first win Premier League is Pepe Mel. Uh, West Brom got a two-one win away at Swansea after Swansea took a very early lead, two minutes, and then Sessegnon and Mulumbu, the winners for West Brom. It's a very important victory for them as well. That just keeps them out of that relegation uh, bottom three, twenty-eight points. They got a pretty good goal difference, minus ten. Well, we'll start with Swansea first. What do you think is going to happen with them? Because they're only four points off relegation. Could they go down? I, I honestly think any, any teams. I don't think there's any team there that I don't think was going to go down. No... Well, not, but obviously, obviously they can't all go down. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I don't think there's anyone there. I, I don't have any confidence in in these in any team to put a run together. Yeah, there's no form from anyone, is there? <laughs> the, the thing is with Swansea as well is they don't have the worst set of fixtures in the running no. in the world. It's actually quite quite nice uh, they've got a couple of biggies in there in Arsenal and Chelsea um, but they've got Southampton in May who probably on the beach by that point um, Sunderland last game of the season um, that could be pretty big Villa are in there as well and Norwich um, at the end of March so there's there's points there Available for them if they, if they want. There's, there's a lot worse teams around them with uh, much worse goal differences um, as well, with uh, a lot worse fixtures. Yeah, yeah, it's a very interesting run to the end of the season. What, um, Greg? What do you think to uh, West Brom? Do you reckon they've got enough to stay up? I'm still worried. Yeah, I think especially with losing Chris Brump this week for the rest of the season. He yeah, was a big player, their captain, their linchpin in midfield. Mm. Still a bit worried, and I don't think they've got that. You know, you need a goal scorer if you want to. If you want to stay up, you can, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You can see the teams like Swansea there, uh, meet you when he gets back from injury and uh, uh, Bonnie. But yeah. do West Brom have what it takes for me? I think that taking that, you know, because thinking that Fulham and Cardiff would be maybe your two favourites to go down. Yeah. For me, West Brom would be favourite to take that last spot. Ooh. Despite being, despite Norwich being, <laughs> being Norwich, an abysmal as outfit a majority of the time. To be fair, if they do go down, at least we know who our favourites are for promotion next season. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, you, you mentioned strikers there. I, I still, to this day, can't understand why they sold Shane Long. That's a bit of baffling. Or why Absolutely they signed um, Massia Vidra, who, when he plays, scores goals for them. Yet he never gets on the pitch. Well, let's move to uh, Norwich, shall we? They got a bit of a battering. Um, they were, what, 3-0 down at one point to Southampton. Uh, a little bit of a revival from Elmander and Snodgrass, two goals in two minutes, but then uh, finished off the 90th minute with a fourth goal from Saints. 4-2 the final score. Uh, it keeps the end of season fairly interesting for Southampton, I suppose. They've, they can catch Man United, maybe. <laughs> I was thinking that the reason that because it is it's almost a bit odd if you have to fear for Norwich because you think that as Colin said about Southampton being on the beach well they could be on the beach now if they wanted to be <laughs> yeah. the, the real they you, they could there's a couple of teams they might be able to chase but essentially it's whether they want to finish higher than Newcastle yeah <laughs> it's between them for one spot really and if if Norwich can't find the um, the desire to want to to beat Southampton, mm. then they've got they've got issues. But then, I, as I thought about it a little bit more, I thought that any team that plays against Southampton, you've got a, this odd situation where 
you've got a group of players who all think that the, who are all in in the mix up for World Cup places, but none of them have none of them have got them tied down. Mm. That's a good so point, are, are you gonna, are you going to see a team that's on the beach, or are you going to see a team that's going to carry on trying to pick up results? Uh, Greg, any uh, thoughts on uh, Norwich? No. <laughs> They're just one of those teams. I think everyone just wants to see them go down. Can we all agree on that? Then someone has to then go and give Chris Hutton a hug, though. <laughs> That's what Dee is there for. She can make him a nice cake. Yeah, I don't know. Norwich, I think they've punched above their weight. Their team is full of championship players with the occasion, the odds uh, Premier League starring. Not star, but level player. But a defence of what, Yobo, Whitaker, Olsen. And uh, Bennett, it's not a Premier League defence and it's shown in their goal difference this season. Even though we've got... Uh... Do we count John Bunny's name in international? He's played one game, and he? No. no we don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we don't. I don't know. It, dep- it depends. Greg, do you count Dave Nugent as an England international? <laughs> yes. <laughs> an, England, then... a wing, an England goal scorer. <laughs> then yes, yes we do. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's move on then to uh, Stoke 3, West Ham 1. Uh, two teams with really nothing to play for. I don't think either of them are going to go down. I don't, well, West Ham only four, well, I think potentially four points if games in hand. Yeah. If, the, if they wash out the wrong way. I think West Ham potentially four points clear of relegation. That's not... Mm. I don't want to say they're too good to go down, but... I've... It's not that they're too good to go down. It's just that you know that they'll pick up enough results not to go down. Yeah, it's Allardyce. He doesn't really get relegated, does he? He cuts it close sometimes, but just keeps teams up. That Bolton team he kept up for years and years. In fact, the worst thing you can do... It's like a virus. You can't actually get... It's like a tapeworm. Once you get rid of it, (laughs) you are guaranteed to go down. Yeah, look at Bolton now and the financial state they're in. Look Bolton, Newcastle, (laughs) Blackburn. Yeah. It's a trail of destruction. It's almost as bad as Harry Redknapp. So almost bad as Jose Mourinho just salting the earth, <laughs> so nothing will ever grow again. <laughs> Decent win for Mark Hughes, though. Two goals for Peter Odom Wingy. Uh, I think one of them is generous, isn't it? Come on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. Mostly Andy Carroll get a goal, though. I love to see the big man score. Get him on that plane. Well, but he scored one. But Lambert comes on, delivers the goods as well. Well, I said it a couple of weeks ago, get them both on the plane. Get them both on the pitch, Roy. You know it makes sense. Wayne Rooney, who? <laughs> Stick him on the left, he's fine. Um, Sunderland nil, Crystal Palace nil. Not much to say there. Result, Next game. Yeah, didn't do much for anyone. Uh, what games did we have left on Saturday? Aston Villa, Chelsea. This was a, a feisty affair towards the end, wasn't it? First half was Dallas Dishwater. And then it all kicked off. Second half, first with... Uh, who was the first red card for? Will I Ann. Will I Ann. Yeah, I thought it was very harsh. Me and Adam I had a little not. disagreement with about this. I loved it. I didn't think it was a foul, let alone a yellow I, card. I loved everything about it <laughs> because there's all these people there go, oh, that's not a second yellow card. Like, like it, there's a difference between a first and a second yellow card. You have to assault someone for a second yellow. They're the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I think we can all agree on the Ramirez sending off, though. Oh, yeah. Disgraceful. Horrible, horrible. He knew exactly what he was doing. And then, do you... Talking about... Do you think Mourinho's come on the pitch, caused a fuss, got himself sent off to to deflect some of the attention away from the fact that, A, his players lost, Mm. and B, Ramirez has stuck a really horrific challenge in? I think that's spot on. He had no reason to get involved on the pitch. Lambert didn't kick off. It was a clear red card. None of the Chelsea players really argued it too much. Apart from Terry, but he would do. Can I just say, Paul Lambert was on the pitch as well. Was he trying to not get... Well, stop Mourinho from getting too overexcited? I think he only goes on the pitch after it's all sort of... Mm. After the red card's been handed out. Yeah, I think if you look, Mourinho's definitely the first one on the pitch. Yeah. But I, I think you're taking away from... How good the Fabian Delph finishes. That finish, uh, that's the goal of the season for me. I know I make big claims often, but that finish and the run to start it as well. He He's finally showing 
the full potential what he showed when he was what 17 at Leeds. Are we getting on the plane, Russ? If Tom Cleverley's on the plane, Fabian Dell should be on the fucking plane. How many people? How big is this plane? It's a jumbo. It's a oversized jumbo. An oversized jumbo. Okay. <laughs> I'd take him instead of Lampard. Sorry, Colin, but he can run. He's he's never played for England, mate. He's never even played in a friendly, so you can't you can't take him. Not not at not at full team level anyway. He's probably got a few uh, under eighteen caps. But yeah, I mean the thing is, I, I, I'm a little bit surprised that a lot of people seem to be surprised that Fabian Delph has appeared on the scene, saying, "Who's this guy?" You know what I mean? And uh, the thing is, Ross, like you and I both know that he was ripping up okay. It, it was League One, but he was ripping up midfields, yeah. and he was just destroying teams. Um, so it's no surprise to me, mm. um, and I think he's a future talent. And I think you've got to look at the sort of the upcoming players in in for England in midfield. And there's a lot of good talent there, you know. Yeah. And uh, I know that you have the likes of Greg Dyke saying that uh, we need to put plans in place because we need to develop the future of English football. But I'll tell you what, there's a lot of good young players coming out of the current English system and uh, especially in midfield and I think some of these players when they come good they're going to make some of the current crop of first team players look like mugs <laughs> it's just a case of removing the old players from the squad now no one seems to want to actually do that look how long it took Beckham to get out of the squad and Gerard's still there Oof, Beckham's a sore point I, I, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Beckham I thought he should have had more time for England but I'm a big fan of the man but as the football player towards the end of his career he was not producing results there was better players that could have played and like Gerrard and like Lampard now and Terry's only gone because he's retired if he hadn't retired if the, what had happened didn't happen he'd still be in that starting lineup. they're still trying to get him in that starting lineup. oh yeah <laughs> exactly I don't know can, can I just make one point as well this is um something that relates to Paul Lambert mm-hmm. after the match. He was caught in the tunnel by BBC Five Lives' Pat Murphy. And he made a great comment, and my admiration for him went through the roof when he said this. If you recall, Chelsea gave Villa a bit of a thumping earlier in the season. Yeah. And Jose Mourinho perhaps condescendingly said that Lambert reminded him of himself. Oh, yeah. So, while talking to the journalist, um, Paul Lambert says, yeah, it says exactly the same thing. He says, uh, yeah, Jose reminds me of myself. <laughs> and uh, the journalist said, oh, that's not condescending at all. And he says, oh, he says, uh, he says, oh, I don't mind giving him back the compliment. That's all right. So, I just thought, fair enough, Paul Lambert, yeah. That's, that's one each now. So, fair play to you. As much as it pains me to praise Villa, I'm at loath to do so. They they were really good yesterday. They, they ran the game for a lot of time. But I've seen them put in some abject performances. It's really mm. it's really surprising for their top half. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, they were top half, but with 34 points, they're only nine yeah. points off relegation still. But then saying that, I think that if Ben Teke had had the season he'd had last season, mm. they could be. No, oh, they'd be out there. With they, They'd be in that group. They'd make it a group of three with <laughs> Saints and Newcastle. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't. Their position wouldn't change. They'd still be. They'd still be tenth. I'm going to show my na- naivety here, but I didn't realise until this weekend that Ron Vlas' nickname was Concrete Ron. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. What? Any idea uh, why? Well, it came back from his final days because he's well, he's, he's rock hard. Oh. So. Um, That's because he moves as quick as a block of concrete. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fast as concrete. Um, so there you go, concrete wrong. Wow, that's the podcast title. Thank you. Uh, let's move on to Sunday's games. Then it was a very entertaining game at Old Trafford. Wasn't it? Gerard had a lovely day. Well, almost a lovely day. Slightly spoiled towards the end. He that ruined his own the, day. He did, didn't he? That would have been the perfect result, wouldn't it? <laughs> a Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool three 0 win. At Old Trafford, and all three being Gerard Penalty. <laughs> that was—you couldn't have scripted that any better. Yeah. It could have been four. Could they, there was another clear, not even me, but that wasn't given on when Michael Carrick was playing centre half. Mm. It was like 
it was like the referee decided that three was enough. <laughs> so I saw a funny, a funny tweet. I think it was from Ian McIntosh. No, but it wasn't Ian McIntosh. Um, I forget who it was from saying that um, the way Vidic challenged Daniel Sturridge was like he decided that there was no way the referee was going to give three penalties. <laughs> it is a very odd occurrence in a Premier League football game. But did you did you hear what Roger said about the Sturridge thing? He said he didn't dive, but he hurdled the player and went to ground because he felt there was going to be contact, even though there wasn't contact. Is that not literally describing a dive? That was Steve Bruce's excuse for Boyd versus Hart as well this weekend. <laughs> so it seems as long as they've got an excuse for it, it's all right then. It was a clear dive, I think. The other two penalties were definite penalties. And how Raphael didn't get a second yellow for a clear handball. And get a red card is beyond me. But the uh, the two penalties that Gerard did score, they were very sweetly struck. That first one in particular. There's no keeper stopping that. Well, well, can we talk about Adam's favourite player, Stephen Gerrard? I mean, the the thing is, Adam, I'm sure you'll agree with me here that it would be tremendous if he completed his full set by getting a Premier League winner's medal. And a World Don't Cup. you think he's got everything else, isn't he? Oh, and a World Cup as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forgot that one. Um, because yeah, he's, he's he's won the Champions League, two FA Cups, three League Cups, uh, UEFA Cup, all with Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, what what what's your thoughts, Adam? I mean, what what a player. <laughs> I feel like this is a loaded question. Complete. Yeah. What he's got? Make it sound like he's got the whole set. He has, apart from the World Cup and the Premier League. In England. Would it be nice? No. <laughs> Brilliant. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I'm, I thought that watching the game, it's a, how Manchester United have become so abject. Mm. The lack of... You have to remember that this that same back four is the back four that Swansea put three past. <laughs> Yeah, um, Manchester United just looks so mundane. But it was <laughs> there was also issues where it was just the tactics were all wrong. And you, you had Gary Neville saying in commentary after ten minutes, "Like this is wrong. It, he needs to make changes." Yeah, and nothing happened. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Uh, and Liverpool just running riot. Yeah, and Liverpool kept a clean sheet. Which may may be Brendan Rodgers' greatest achievement today, to not concede the goal. But how they managed, how they managed to turn Juan Mata from a fantastic player into what he is now, he just looks like the shell of the man that played for Chelsea last season. It's because he doesn't want to play out wide. Well, true, yeah. And then the position where he is playing, Can't Wayne Rooney's in it. <laughs> yeah. And then not only is Wayne Rooney in it, but Van Persie's in it. <laughs> and then Yanisai comes in field and. Yanisai might be a good young player, but uh, uh, we don't know how good he is, do we, really? No. How many times have we seen see, seen a, the big performance from him? I've, I don't think I've ever seen him take a game by storm. I know he scored that goal against Sunderland. Mm. Yeah, that's it, really. Compare, compare him to the output that uh, Raheem Sterling's had. Even in his, exactly. His, his, his first season last year, he was fantastic. And he's coming back to top form now as well. Exactly, Russ. But uh, I think Moises is in trouble. Yep. I think he's going to be gone, well, I think in the summer, but possibly even earlier, because uh, didn't you say they've got a, what, a really vital eight days now, Adam? Well, I think it's seven days, if you don't include today. Yeah. Seven, seven days from now, they've got they've got to play against... Um, they're a game against Olympiacos, they're already 2-0 down. Yeah. <laughs> And I can't see how they're going to win the game, let alone... No, Olympiacos are going to come and they're going to park as many buses as they can and look to count wow. attack. Olympiacos probably beat them 2-3-0, <laughs> <by> the... <laughs> Liverpool could have had five or six. Like, yeah. You look, there, was a, there, was a couple of good, there was a couple of good saves from David De Gea where Suarez was through on goal. Mm. Um, like I said, they, they could have had at least another penalty. Gerard could have scored another penalty. Also, before we, yeah, the, the control from Suarez for that for, uh, third goal. Accidental. Completely, but absolutely superb at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> to kill that ball at his feet and then just tuck it away. It was superb. 
But yeah, they've got Olympiacos midweek and then next Sunday, is it, I think? It's Man City. Yeah. <laughs> Tricky. Now, they, they, he, he, they could get an absolute spanking there as well. Yeah. Aguero coming back to full fitness. Edin Dzeko scoring pretty much most weeks. And I think I think a lot of it's not just coming from not just coming from the performances. I'm sorry, not just coming from the results, but the performances. Mm. You know, they they looked abject. They looked like they had no answers for Liverpool. Yeah, and that was exactly how they looked against Olympiacos two weeks ago. Mm. It's not getting any better. <laughs> you don't think he's going to go though, Colin? Do you think Moyes is going to stay? You think they're going to pass him heavily? I think he's absolutely safe. How, abs- how can you so? Colin, say you're going to give you, you're going to back you you keep him, and mm. if you're going to keep him, you either have to make two decisions that you, the club's not going to be successful anymore, mm. or you're going to have to arm him to the teeth with money. <laughs> yeah. How can you give up? How can you give a manager a hundred million pound knowing that if results don't go well by December, he could be gone? Yeah. Because well, there's a few things in there. You, you know, Adam. As an Everton fan, David Moyes is a good manager. He's not a bad manager. He hasn't become bad overnight just because he's become Manchester United manager rather than Everton. And the thing is, let's go back a year. Let's look at Brendan Rodgers. Sack him. Everybody said, all Liverpool fans, sack him. Get rid of him. He wasn't. He was backed. He was backed big time financially. And I think the same will happen with David Moyes. And here's a get-out clause for Manchester United. Obviously, financial fair play is rearing its ugly head right now. If Manchester United do not qualify for a UEFA competition, so that's either Champions League or Europa League, then whatever they spend next season, their accounts, their profit and loss accounts, will not be called in by UEFA to be looked at. Okay, so they can go on a free-for-all if they like. No, it can catch up with you in the end. That, yeah, exactly. It goes over, yeah, <laughs> in the same way that Liverpool is at risk. But the fact that Liverpool have managed to change themselves from where they were last season to where they are this season is by, to be honest, overspending um, and recording a big loss. But it's going to get them into the Champions League and then you get the Champions League money and that's going to help bail you out. So I think a similar model might be used by Manchester United. And if they're going to pump any money in, they've got to do it next season or in the summer. Greg, what do you think? You think he's going to be here next, starting next season? I think he'll do well too. Yeah. I think looking at it, his appointment wasn't perhaps the best. You know, a club like Man United with all their history of winning trophies, and this was a man who'd never won yeah. anything in his life. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's it'll be difficult, and it's it's not like he hasn't been backed so far, although they're dealings in the transfer window weren't particularly impressive in regards to Fellaini and how they went about it but you know he's been backed he's brought in mm. a couple of his own players and you know they especially at home they've looked to shambles yeah. on t- at times this season you know he's got games against City if Tuesday goes badly wrong mm. then or Wednesday you can maybe see it being as early as that but they've got a big home game against City as well coming up <laughs> I think the important thing to take from it is not just what Greg said there about him not having won anything, but look at what he achieved at Everton when he was playing against big teams. Mm. Nothing. Yeah, like the occasional draw. I think, I, I, I think it's I too think, big for him. I think the whole that's, thing. that's exactly it. I think it's too big for him. Uh, they need a stronger character. For me, I'd, I'd go with Diego Simeone because that guy takes no shit from anyone. I don't think that's. I don't think uh, the way you sigh there, Connor. I don't think that should maybe be taking such a a slight on David Moyes' character, (laughs) because I think that this was a job that was going to be too big for a lot of people. Yeah, they're the biggest club in the world, arguably, alongside Barca and Real Madrid and Liverpool. (laughs) Maybe what? (laughs) Maybe maybe Bayern Munich. Yeah, they're AC Milan. The top five teams, aren't they? And. It's it's David Moyes. It doesn't get you excited, does it? You don't think that's a steady hand to take over. But the thing is, he is a steady hand, isn't he? Because he's he's not a madman. He's not a lunatic. Maybe that's what um, they need, though. I think really? you, needed a, you needed a a complete change. Yeah, a complete change, and not a David, not an Alex Ferguson light. Mm. 
But everybody seems to forget that when Alex Ferguson came into the role, he was an absolute nobody, pretty much. Yeah, but he took over okay? Big Ron. Outside of Scotland. He took over from Big Ron, yeah, he was a respected manager. But that's a complete change in styles, though, isn't it? From... Yeah, but what, what had Manchester United achieved in the, in the last 20 years previous to, to that? When he took over from Big Ron, had, had Big Ron just won the championship? No. Hmm. It, it's a tough one. I, I think he just needs time. Uh, and I completely agree with you. If it was any other team, apart from Manchester United, I'd agree with you. But I think because he's Manchester United, and also perhaps because Sir Alex Ferguson is on the board now. I think that's a huge conflict of interest. Yeah. Mm, he's, well, the one who, he's the one who picked this person. <laughs> he's not picked him to fail. No, no, no. I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying, it, I'm saying it from the point of view that, that you are right. It is possibly the thing that will help him stick around. But that is the conflict of interest in not doing what's... Is Alex Ferguson and then doing actually what's best for Manchester United mm. or what's best for his reputation? Yeah. Let's move on then to another manager on the... Well, a different kind of brink. Tim Sherwood. Uh, they lost 1-0 at home to Arsenal. Uh, they had... A, a lot of possession in the first half without really creating any chances. I don't think it was a shot on goal in the first half from them. They they couldn't score in the second half when there was no goalie in the goal. Which is a bit of a that, was fun. that was good, yeah. That was hilarious, actually. He kicked it straight at Koscielny. Was it Chad? That, that actually happened twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the highlight of the game for me was Sherwood ripping off his uh, body warmer lobbing at the bench and then sitting on the bench looking like a really moody teenager, just not talking to anyone and just brooding he was not a happy man. But an absolute worldy goal from uh, Thomas Roseski. He, I think Merson said it on the half-time, he won't score a better one than that in his career. He may not have scored a better one than that before. I, just, I felt a bit sorry for him that about 20 minutes later, Iniesta scored a better goal than that. <laughs> than that. Wasn't even the best goal scored today. No, all this weekend, that's Fabian Delph. But a lot of Arsenal fans I saw on Twitter were slagging off um, Olivier Giroud. I thought he put a fucking real, real good shift in up front. He was on isolated a lot of the time. And he worked uh, as hard as he could. Does anyone remember Sandy Cazorla being on the pitch? Because I don't. No. He was very anonymous. But then also Christian Eriksen was completely anonymous for Tottenham as well. They tried to get Townsend into the game as much as they could. But he's he's so one-dimensional. He'll run down the wing. He'll cut inside. And he'll try and have a shot. Or try and lay a ball off to a winger. Everyone knows what he's going to do. If, and if Bentaleb wasn't Tim's, ba- Tim's mate. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what ben, you know, Bentaleb reminds me of? Bentaleb reminds me of when you used to play play um, play football as like a under-11s. And, and the guy who... It, Bentaleb reminds me of the guy who's in charge is his son. <laughs> you mean, he's captain. He's playing central midfield. <laughs> he shouldn't be any. He plays all ninety minutes. He shouldn't be doing any of these things. Taking penalties, free kicks. Cool yeah, balls. yeah. Well, yeah. Palinio sat on the bench while Bentaleb is playing. He might be a good prospect, but they need to win now, Tottenham. And it's not helping the cause having Brazilian internationals on the bench. Did you see Tim Sherwood's post-match interview after after the house fire that was last week? <laughs> he was a bit calmer this week. This week he went for, oh no, we were brilliant. Yeah. We just didn't score enough goals. Like he went, shit, that... <laughs> I tried that last week and that didn't work. I'm going to completely 180 it. <laughs> He's a man clutching very much at straws at the minute. Greg, how's the mood in the, uh, the other half's household? After... Well, she's in Dublin for the weekend. Oh, really? So she's I don't know. No idea. So it's usually South, uh, North London derbies are stressful affairs for me because <laughs> if they lose then I've got a stroppy girlfriend on my hands if they win then I've got an unbearable one <laughs> so yeah, for me I'm just, situation for you. yeah you're just praying in, for the draw <laughs> yeah being in separate countries is what sounds quite nicely <laughs> on this weekend yeah <coughs> although Tim's gilet throw was pretty incredible yeah the zest that put into that <laughs> Yeah, you probably loved it, didn't you? Uh, what, what do you think to Arsenal, though? I thought they played quite well. They just sat back, let Tottenham just try and break them down, and they just couldn't really get through. 
bear in mind as well, Ross, they've lost some quality players in their midfield yeah, through injury. Yeah. There, there is no Ramsey, there is no Walcott, there is no Jack Wilshire, who you could argue would all be starting, no potentially. No Mesut Ozil, correct, absolutely. Um, midfield four, right there. You could argue that if Kim Karlstrom hadn't got a broken back, then his signing by Arsene Wenger could have been inspired because he would have been playing today. Yeah, he's a very good footballer. But yeah. I think we've said before, Adam, that Roseski is vital to the way Arsenal play. He shuts teams down so quickly. Well, the, the amount of times that's, that um, the Arsenal sort of front, front three, front four managed to... Sh- to do that when Tottenham were trying to play out, it seemed that their defensive strategy was in the first half was just hoping Arsenal missed one on one. Yeah, basically. And, and it, to be fair, it worked. <laughs> yeah, that chip from Oxley Chamberlain wasn't the best. You see, Podolski giving them absolute belters after that as well. Yeah, as well, which I thought was strange because I didn't think that there was a pass on to Podolski. No, it had to be a what inch perfect curling ball. That was, that was a classic, that was... a classic selfish centre forward. <laughs> I think that was more. Telling him to just kick it properly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. <laughs> it did look a bit of a shimmer. I think it took a little bit of a bubble just as he went to chip it. But I think that's what he was trying to do, wasn't he? He was trying to sort of scoop it. Yeah. Just fucking belt it. Chances are, Larissa's is not going to get one that's flying past him. He can always jump and catch a little lot. French will probably move out of the way, scared. <laughs> <laughs> but that win for Arsenal and that win for Liverpool really makes the title race. Very interesting now. They've both got a game in hand on Chelsea. Chelsea at top with 66, then Liverpool and Arsenal, uh, 62 points each. And then City with three games in hand on Chelsea and 60 points. I just, you've got to think that Chelsea, uh, Man City might drop some points. In. Mm. If you have all those games in hand, that means games are coming thick and fast. Yeah, tired players. A lot of injuries as well they've got. And suspensions now. With suspensions, companies. exactly. You're thinking that that's it was a, a straight red card. I think unless it's rescinded, mm. you're looking at a situation where it, also is that company's. It's probably not his first red card of the season. Oh, to ban fairly sure off once before, yeah. To bans get increased if you have more. Than it might one. be four games, is it? Possibly. Because that so then you're looking at a situation where two of your um, two of your um, defense is going to be. Lescott, Demarcates, <laughs> Pacey, or Happy Garcia. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick my neck out and say Arsenal are going to win the league because they've got no European games to worry about. And the FA Cup, it's not really going to be front and centre of their mind, is it? They're going to think they can walk through that. So, sorry, did you say Arsenal are going to win the league? Yeah. Hang on. Yeah. Get, get a bet on that then, if you think that. I mean, bloody hell. Well, last year when they got knocked out at this stage, they won eight and drew two for the last ten games. They do that this year. They've won the league, I think. It's a big ask, is that? Now? They've got Chelsea next week as well, haven't they? Yeah, that's, Arsene Wenger's 1,000 game as well. That is a big game. Mm. That can make or break the season for both sides. Yeah. But you're, again... You're looking at a team, uh, Arsenal are at the advantage there because Chelsea have got to play Galatasaray midweek yeah. in a game that they have to win. Yeah, Galatasaray not, are going to come for it as well, aren't they? They're going to... It's not like they're in a position where Real Madrid are also playing midweek where you're 6-1 <laughs> six, six, up. Yeah, they can play kids and still win that one. Like, they need to... And that's with... Real Madrid actually, ironically, have the Classico next week as well. So, yeah. <laughs> that is the dream for them. <laughs> yeah. But Chelsea don't have that. No. Liverpool also have to play Chelsea and City, so that could shake things up. It's going to be very interesting final eight games of the season. Who are you you going then, Colin? Are you saying Chelsea still? Or City? Hey, who knows? Um, Yesterday, though, didn't you? Well, Liverpool and Arsenal are on the same points, I think, at the moment. Liverpool's goal difference is vastly superior, though. You've got to think the momentum's with Liverpool over Arsenal, so I'd put them ahead of Arsenal. Um, I think it's all down to City, really, whether they slip up or not. Mm. Um, Chelsea, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a real toss of a coin thing, but I think 
Perhaps it, Manchester City on paper should win it, but I get a funny feeling it's not going to work out like that. It might not account for an awful lot, but if you look at if you look at the managers that are in charge, do you you think that you've got you've got Mourinho and you've got Wenger who have both been there and done it? Yeah. Against Rodgers and Pellegrini who have never been there and done it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little the, thing, but it's a really vital thing to have that experience. The the only thing that sticks in my mind with with Liverpool is that they're like a horse in a horse race that's just wanting to go, just wanting, they're, they're constantly wanting to win mm. and just score goals. doesn't matter how many we concede and they, they, have, they haven't got the best defence. That sounds like the, score goals. That sounds like Kevin Keegan logic. How did that work out for, <laughs> how did that work out for him? I mean, running a football he, circus. Isn't well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, well, the fact that we're debating it is, is brilliant. The fact there's so many teams still in it. I think it's better to be chasing at this stage of the season because all the pressure is on Chelsea. And City to, to, think, to win those the, games in hand. I think all the pressure's on City. Well, I'd I, rather yep, be in yep. Chelsea's position. I'd probably even... if they had, Especially if they hadn't lost to Villa, but even now, mm. I'd rather have the points on the board. Yeah, it is... Uh, mm, yes. Because you, if you're Man City now, you go into every game knowing... Yeah, can't slip up. You can't. Well, now you know that you sort of can slip up a little bit, especially if they're playing each other. Mm. But you can only do. You can only slip up once, and then when you slip, if they slip up once, Mm. then you know that there's no going back from there. Yeah, makes the rest of games even more vital. Yeah, and and the exciting thing is that all of the top teams know that a draw isn't enough because somebody else can. Yeah. Gain momentum because of it. So, so you know, you can have a game like Liverpool City. They've both got to try and get three points. Mm. A draw isn't enough because Chelsea's there hanging around. Arsenal are there hanging around. Yeah. So they're all going for the win. Yeah, so, because it's, you're right. That's a very good point, Con, because there's so many teams going for it that a draw hurts both teams. Mm. And they can't all win. No. So, <laughs> you know, a fact. <laughs> yeah. Fact. So Arsenal are going to be there saying, "Fill your boots, Liverpool, Man City." You know what I mean? Whoever wins, you know what I mean. Go for it. Yeah. Have a high-scoring game. Get a few red cards. It helps other teams out. All right. And before we go to the championship, uh, Rangers have won Scottish League One. It was ironic. Uh, always going to happen, wasn't it? Really. It's just a surprise. It's taken till the what the fifteenth of March for it to actually happen. Why didn't they, get, Colin? Why, when they won last season, didn't they get promoted up like more from one division? You know, like when a team's clearly too good. <laughs> because the Sc- Scottish football's corrupt. Give a bit. Of money. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, look, it's, it's the way it is, isn't it? It's, it's it's a bit farcical, isn't it? Yeah. The whole Rangers situation. It, you know. And do you know what? Get get your money on now. They're going to win the championship. The Scottish <laughs> championship next season as well. So. Oh, that is a prediction, Colin. Come on. Just out of interest, because I don't care. <laughs> Do they have still have loads of the same same players that were playing in the in the SPL? No, 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 not at all. They just have good players. They, I still think it's there or thereabouts. They have the second highest um, wage in Scottish football, despite, despite being in the third division. I think they captured uh, Steve McCulloch. Do you remember him, Adam, former Wigan? Okay, yeah. He's about thirty-seven now, but he's tearing it up. So. He's a centre back, and he's just scored his uh, third hat trick of the season. <laughs> hat trick, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Let let me put this into perspective. It's a Rangers' next game is against Albion Rovers. It's a it's a replay in the Scottish Cup. Mm. I mentioned it before on the last podcast. We've got about twelve hundred, fourteen hundred capacity. That game is having to be moved to Motherwell in order to accommodate the Rangers fans. Um. That is how much Scottish football is having to be manipulated for the fact that Rangers are in the third division. Yeah. Um, it's... They brought it yeah. on themselves. Well, Rangers and the Scottish FA. Really. But, but let... let Well, <laughs> it sounds great for Rangers, doesn't it? They've won the third division. But there's still a lot, a lot of financial problems. It's not third um, division, it's League One. Right? League One, yes. Yeah. Um, there's still a lot of financial problems hanging around Rangers and it is not inconceivable that they might be in trouble again. Isn't that what happens when you're a team in the third tier of your of domestic football with the second biggest wage <laughs> budget in the country? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> just while we're going all continental, <laughs> I just, just wanted to quickly note of course, what I saw was quite an amusing little thing on Twitter today. Where, um, Barcelona pl- playing off the scene today, won 7 0. Yeah. As you do. Um, and uh, before the game, Messi was one goal away, I think, from becoming Barcelona. Barcelona, no, two goals, sorry, away from becoming Barcelona's um, highest goal scorer of all time. Yeah. Twenty six. <laughs> just scores a casual hat trick today as well, just to break it as well. Well, what I liked is that um, the the total that he was going for was three hundred and seventy, and he got there. And um, Adidas tweeted that because he got to 370, they had these his boots with like Messi 370 on the side or something like that. Yeah. And they were giving away 370 pairs. A <laughs> couple of minutes later, he scores another goal, makes them redundant. <laughs> Already on 371. <laughs> Already out of date. That'll probably be 400 by the time the season finished <laughs> as well. So. <laughs> All right, then let's go to somewhere slightly less continental, the, uh, the Football League. Let's go to the championship first. Um, where should we start? Where should we start? Leicester. They maintain their lead at the top of the table with a 3-1 win at Blackpool. They were 1-0 down. Um, Burnley. They keep chasing them. They're in second place. They beat Leeds 2-1. We'll come to that in a second. Um, also 1-0 down. Yeah, shockingly. They actually scored a goal. Uh, QPR got a win. They beat Yeovil 3-0. Uh, Watford beat Barnsley 3-0. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday beat Birmingham 4-1. Birmingham was such an odd team. They won 4-0 midweek and they lose 4-1 at the weekend. Um, Greg's tip for promotion, Bolton, they lost 2-0 to Brighton. I think it's, they've left it a bit late now, Greg. Yeah, they look like they might put a run together. They run won like two games. Yeah, 12 which games in the together. championship is fairly decent. You don't see that very often. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd love a two-game winning streak. Next week, next year, they're going to do it. <laughs> you call it next year. It's always next year. <laughs> well, they're yeah, they're seventeenth with um, minus six goal difference. Blackpool at eighteenth with minus twenty one goal difference. Madness, absolutely madness. Uh, Millwall drew nil nil with Charlton, which didn't really help either of them. Charlton now have four games in hand on Millwall, and they're uh, three points behind them in the uh, the first of the relegation places. It's not good news for James if he's listening, which he definitely isn't. Uh, Blackpool beat Huddersfield 4-0. Jordan Rhodes scored a hat-trick against his former team. I, I don't know if he celebrated. I really hope he did. And, uh, yeah, Leeds lost to Burnley Collin after being 1-0 up. Lost 2-1. Yeah. Um, Huddersfield man with the winner and an own goal from Super Jason Pierce. Well, you know, Every cloud's a silver lining and all that. You know, at least it wasn't 6-0, 5-1, 4-2, like it has been in the past. Recently, it was so. no points. That's the silver. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as bad a beating as it has been previously. So, yeah, look, Leeds United are a team in progression, hopefully. Um, the, the season's over now for Leeds. Uh, they've got good players. They just need to try and work out a formation that's going to work for them. Uh, but it's... Yeah, it's always. It seems to be one step forward, two steps back with Leeds, and then two steps forward, one step back. It's. I I I think Leeds should sit with uh, with McDermott and uh, just keep trying. Just keep trying. They've got the players. Leeds can do this. Yeah, I saw that earlier. We've we've won two games in the last sixteen games, which I think is our worst run ever. Mm, yeah. Mm. You want to keep that manager that's done that. I don't think the manager's the issue. It's almost like if you fire a manager Who are you gonna and get? then bring him back, that you kind of <laughs> cut his legs from underneath him. Our best game of the season was the game he wasn't in the dugout for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> but, it, it's, but that's because they, they were playing for him and you can only play that card so many times. Just keep sacking him every Friday, sack him, bring him back every Monday. See how long it works for. Let, let's just point out as well that uh, three players have been nominated for player of the year in the championship and despite Leeds being 14th place Ross McCormack um, is in that three yeah top scorer so, in the league isn't he massive kudos to, to Ross McCormack and you can see why a lot of Premier League teams were, were interested in him and rightly so uh, yeah those awards are taking place tonight actually Football League Awards are they okay yeah 
a bit premature, isn't it? Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> you probably have like, there's probably still like 20 games to play in the football league because you play all the fucking time. Uh, 12 games to go. So yeah, still quite a few games to go, but we're going to hand out the best of best of the season out now because that never comes to backfire on anyone if they uh, make nominations for best ofs before the season finishes, like our awards last season with the goal of the season. Yeah, that went well, didn't it? it really went well. <laughs> uh, Greg, you as we said earlier, you went to Fleetwood. This yes, weekend. I did. You saw some goals for a change, but not how you wanted to see them, really. No, it was a, it was quite a long way to go to see three goals and all against you but we did get a consolation it's a nice little you're, used, you're used to that though right well recently no <laughs> I've just been used to seeing no one score three new in a row yeah is that Parkin is that John Parkin that is big John Parkin wow Preston fame hmm not a great game though but one of the guys you went with won the half time yeah did he Barrett yeah, we uh, one of our uh, one of the lads who got up there got picked to go on the uh, represent represent Portsmouth at half time, and it basically it kind of all you had to do was kick a ball for a hole <laughs> in a board from about ten yards away, right. and the quality on the show was despicable. <laughs> both sides. Hold, hold on, are you telling me that they've stolen this idea from Soccer AM? Yeah, it was no, it was worse than that. <laughs> um, and uh, well, they they had five attempts. Right. Kind of like in a penalty shootout, you know, form. Yeah. And uh, after five shots each, it was nil-nil. <laughs> and they had to go to sudden death. God. And, and he won in sudden death, one-nil. Oh, fair play to him. It was a, it was a nice. How many rounds? It was a nice <laughs> metaphor for the, uh, for the actual <laughs> game. That we were How watching. many rounds of sudden death were there? Oh no, he pulled it out of the bag first go in sudden death. Oh, nice. I think he just needed a bit more pressure. Yeah, he performs when the pressure's on. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yes, I did witness one of the worst penalty awards I've ever seen. Really? Genuinely appalling. It's <laughs> across towards the back post and their left wingers ran into the box to head it, ran into our fullback who wasn't was looking at the ball and not him, <laughs> gone rolling around and the pe- referee without a split second has blown his whistle and pointed to the spot. <laughs> and that, that, that was to put them 2-0 up and Game over then. Yeah. There's some other big, quite big results in there. Chesterfield beat Oxford 3 0 uh, to maintain their lead at the top because Scunthorpe are winning every week as well. They beat Plymouth 2 0. Uh, Have they got a manager yet? No. <laughs> I, I don't think Oxford's that good anyway. I think they, they've been flattering to deceive yeah. most of the season. They're dropping. They're four points from dropping out of the playoff places now. I think there's some much better. Chesterfield are by far the outstanding outfit in that that league yeah and Scunthorpe have got a really good front line as well yeah <clears throat> okay I think we're done with our uh, roundups from this weekend then let's do some betting shall we and we've had a winner we've had two winners we have yours is a big win Colin's not so big um, you... that, that, that sounds like Colin <laughs> <laughs> so you're off the bottom of the table Adam you won 60, uh, 60 odd pounds return it feels good. Yes. Let's place Tom at the bottom of the table now. That feels good. <laughs> and Colin, you've jumped to the top of the table. Back to where I belong. <laughs> Which is an odd place for a Leeds fan to be. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll start at the well, we'll start at the bottom. And Tom, you're at the bottom now, unfortunately. Um, your bet this weekend is I'm just going to give you a Pompey win. Pompey to beat York, is it, Greg? Uh, yes. At home to York. Yeah, but they're on a good run of form and we never win. So <laughs> I think Tom, Tom's safe. York are just outside the playoff places, yeah, and he's yeah. a win to get in there. Um, so, yeah, if you win that one, though, Tom, it'll be a £23 return for you, which will keep you bottom, but, you know, small victories. Um, Adam, you're next then. What's your bet this week? I have gone for uh, Liverpool to beat Cardiff, Barnsley to beat. Uh, no, not sorry, Bournemouth to beat Barnsley. Yeah, Leeds to beat Millwall. That's where it all. And midweek, Chelsea to beat Galatasaray, and uh, Bruce Dortmund to beat Zenit St Petersburg. And my ten pound returns one hundred and eight pounds. That's madness. One hundred and eight pounds for that. I'm after you, Colin. <laughs> I'm on the mark. This comes in. He jumps to the top of the table. <coughs> uh, as James is here, I've got a bet for him. He's next to the table. Mine is one hundred and seven. James, your bet this week. 
It's a lovely return, but I don't think you'd be too happy if it comes in. Charlton and Leeds double there, and that will involve Leeds beating Millwall. Um, on next, I've gone for two games on Monday night. I've gone for Luton to win and Roma to win in their respective games. And then Champions League games, I've gone for Chelsea, Real Madrid and Borussia Dortmund all to win there. And that five-teamer returns a massive £37. Uh, Greg, you're next. I am going for uh, one midweek game and two next weekend. I'm going for <coughs> weekend to win at home against Yeovil. I'm having Everton to win at home against Swansea and Liverpool to win away at Cardiff. £10 returns £32.67. Excellent. Thank you very much. And Colin, our new leader, what have you got? You're playing it safe? Well, Ross, you, you know that sometimes I like to err on the side of caution um, <laughs> in my in my bet. So, so my first bet is uh, in the Scottish Cup. It's Rangers to beat Albion Rovers. It's a replay. Um, Just let you down last time you bet on this one. It did, um, but let me tell you that if you put twenty, well, no, let me t- let me tell you if you put a pound on Rangers to win, you'd win five pence. Okay, but uh, that's it hardly it seems worth the risk. Well, that's true, that's true. Um, But yeah, Rangers are in there. I've got three other games as well. In the Championship, uh, I've gone for Wigan Athletic to beat Yeovil. And in the Premier League, I've gone for Manchester City to beat Fulham. And in the Scottish Premier League, I've gone for Celtic to beat St Mirren. £10 returns £20 and 22 pence. Excellent, thank you very much. And the first winner of the Football League Awards has been handed out and... Middlesbrough are the family club of the year. Congratulations, Middlesbrough. I mean, that was the award that they all wanted. Yeah, it's the big one. All those families that's out to Riverside. It's always packed out. Well done. All right, then, we'll the end of betting corner. We've got no game this week, unfortunately. We'll, we'll, we'll try harder next week. We'll get Tom to do something if he's here. Um, yeah, that brings us to this week's podcast. So, until next week, make sure you check out uh, Man on the Post Extra, which comes out on a Friday. Um, Normally quite early, but if I get any more tweets from people telling me to hurry up and do it, it'll be even later in the afternoon when it comes out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't respond well to criticism would be what I've been putting in my notes in Football Manager. I'm not a petty man. Um, Yep, so that'll be out Friday. Um, Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes. If you do, give us a five-star review. Colin will send you a lovely Man on Post fridge magnet, which does also stick to any magnetic surfaces, I believe, Colin, yes. Absolutely. Good. There was, Versatile. There was a bit of confusion about this on the extra podcast. Uh, when Mark asked what happens if you haven't got a fridge. Who hasn't got a fridge? Everyone's got radiators. Yeah. They don't melt, Colin, do they? I hope not, but they haven't gone through any safety tests. Um, well, that's not good. Yes, they don't. Hold on. Hold on. Let's cut. Let's... No, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> they, haven't got, they haven't got a CE certificate or whatever it is. <laughs> We haven't put them through any safety tests. No, they are all fully safety checked. That doesn't mean that the supplier hasn't. <laughs> oh, God, this has gone wrong. All right, um, yeah. <laughs> so it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Adam. Bye. Goodbye from Colin. Goodbye. And goodbye from Greg. See you there. Until next week, always remember to keep your man on the post. I haven't got a game this week. I was, I'd planned on one, but I never got around to doing it. So lazy. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> I'll have one next week. Um, Don't dangle the dream and then not deliver. <laughs> I might get Tom to bring back where are they now next week? A one-off if he's here. That really is lazy. <laughs> yeah, I can't even be asked to do the work myself. I must get Tom to do it. You must have loads of places to go at college, Chelmsford. Yeah, well, you know, there's Chicago's there that uh, is the one that Dappy got arrested for um, <laughs> for uh, beating someone up there. Um, I see. Yeah, we we've got uh, a discotheque called uh, Dukes. <laughs> it's on Duke Street. That's oh. why. Hence the name. <laughs> Clever. Um, and but you I can think... go and get yourself down faces, can't you, Colin? So... <laughs> what in South End? Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know where it is. Is it is it Faces now? It used to. Well, in my day, it used to be uh, Talking of was it Tots, Tots Two Thousand, Talking wow. of South. I think it was called. Get yourself down Faces and Sugar Hut. Yeah, it's a shithole then. It's a shithole now. <laughs>
so reviewed by Colin. <laughs> <laughs> right, shall I, shall I finish the podcast? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, keep leave, it going. Keep it going. <laughs> leave all this. Leave all this in. Yeah. That's that's the end of this week's podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Done. What does he do? Just put his food outside in a bag? <laughs> yeah, he's a milk on the doorstep. I, I presume. I presume. <laughs> together with his outside toilet, he's probably got a larder. <laughs> oh yeah, true. He's on the north. Off, off, off of the fifties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. <coughs> All right, guys. Yeah, how did they used to keep things cold? Uh, Back it, it was a larder, ago. wasn't it? It was a larder. Yeah, my grandma had what? one. Just a room that you just yeah. put food in. It was pretty cold. But... What about frozen food? They didn't have frozen food. Have they? <laughs> they, went sh- they went to what? the shops every day. Yeah, you had to go to the shops no, every day. I'm not that. <laughs> That's what I do in my life. Not because we don't have a fridge. It's London because, living, isn't it, Adam? Or because we don't have a freezer, but because, one, the supermarket's on the way home. <laughs> Just convenience. And you don't always know what you want to have for dinner. No, true. Makes the weekends a nightmare. <laughs> and two, um, my, go- my girlfriend's parents, the mum loves to put food in the freezer, so it's always full. <laughs> so I I couldn't possibly <coughs> have any frozen food in there, because stuff, w- yeah, just wouldn't get... Or someone else would eat it, and that's the worst case scenario. Well, I'm sat in a cupboard in our front room. We have, two, okay. we have two built-in cupboards in there, so I'm sat in one of them, which is my um, air quotes office. So really, the cupboard is a fifth room. <laughs> a very I'm small room. Mama's <laughs> <laughs> house is still available. I'm asking mum to rent your house. Rent house. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you £85 a week. I can't, I, I'm just going to guess, Ross, but <laughs> probably going to say no to that. Yeah, you never know. Considering considering it, it it has three double bedrooms, yeah, I'll, I'll do a swap. What would you do with all the space? No idea. <laughs> You'd have a whole room just for just for. You could keep anything you wanted in it. Yeah, well, crap at the minute from baby showers. That's what I put. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> if you had that spare space, you could bulk order all of the nappies. Yes, and and. Think of the economies of scale savings you make. Fill it with Amazon boxes. Yeah.